0: For all your sports news, reviews, and interviews, you listen to the Sports Desk here on Sin. Good morning, welcome to the Sports Desk here on
1: CIN. Yes, it's Money. I am continuing on for another hour, but it's time for the Sports Desk, so my my kind of show. I've got the boys in with me today for this Wednesday edition of Politics. We've got James and Tal. Good morning, boys.
0: Good morning, Money. How are you today?
1: I mean I've been up since been five, up? so Ew. I'm keen and awake now. Keen as a bean. But I've been keeping up with the Champions League this morning. So during the have. Get Serial I was not paying attention and was too busy watching that. Yep. So I'm pretty happy with Liverpool's win this morning, so in a good mood. But as for the Melbourne Cup, um I didn't even watch it. You so thought, all right. <laughs> it I've got a bone to stop pick me. here. <laughs>
2: I've got a bone to pick here. Pick away. All right. Now I was at the track. I was very passionate about this. And I'm very proud of you. Got oh, the um, winner. Yep. Two years in a row. Number 23. Two years in a row. 23 is a lucky number. I mean, you've got of, what LeBron James. We've got Michael Jordan. We've got. Um, uh, Don't pick 23 Anthony next Davis. year, guys. Anthony Buddy Davis. Franklin. Buddy Franklin. Who is All back in
1: training this, year, this week, by mm. the way?
2: All these prestigious number 23s, right? And number 23s, 23's on the Melbourne Cup two years in a row. Alright, now Viam Declare won this, I was so happy with this, Came it was leading all race. Now we haven't really seen a horse lead the Melbourne Cup and still win it. I don't know how it did it, but it did it. I'm going to play the last 368 metres because who doesn't want to relive the so Cup who <laughs> <It> was there? <laughs> Literally 386 <laughs> metres. Alright, we're going to keep the mics on because I want to hear your reactions, this is amazing. If it, if it wants to behave which is not behaving <laughs> um, I'm. you know what okay Master of well, Reality why don't you, why don't you, why don't you <laughs> give us Master of Reality Bruce is Bruce up there McIverania. it's leading it's leading my, uh, Prince of Iran's coming and Il Paradisio is coming as well but oh
0: my Anyone god Valdiclair's no got it. He's got it. He's got it. <laughs> it he's got it he's got it Valdiclair's won it he's won the Melbourne Cup and it's amazing it's the amazing.
1: horse in orange it's the horse, horse in orange Com-
0: commentating a horse race is always easier the second or third time you've watched it it's, the sense. it's <laughs> a lot easier than doing it live Il Paradisio was gonna
2: win it now there's there was a bit of controversy here.
1: I think you've got the computer on mute. Well, I, mean, the, the, I mean, there's I don't controversy.
2: Don't tell me you've got it on mute. From you've front got to it that. on mute.
1: Do I? Maybe. I don't think I, I don't
2: do. Know. No, I don't. Oh
1: well, no, just technical problems. Yeah, technical
2: problems. So, the um, Clare won the race, um, very not, non-convincingly. Non-convincingly. Um, no. So it's a, it's a Australian the Australian horse. Should the bookies give back everyone their money? No. Ah, uh, what? No. I'd love that for a bit of controversy. <sighs> Is I this mean, regarding look, look, the little incident. Okay. All right. Now, there was, bit, there was a bit of controversy. You might
1: want to give some details for c- people that have no idea about horse racing yes. or did not watch All it with right. like me. All
2: um, right. I'm going to run through um, a few of the placings. Before I do, um, there, there was a protest that happened between 2nd and 4th. Now,
1: Which is a very interesting time slot to protest. I'm not Well, no, no, why. no.
2: No, because the f- um, 1, 2, 3, four were literally bobbing heads at the same time. Oh, so this
0: was an activist on the, the-, on the track? Pardon? There weren't activists on the track. There wasn't this kind of protest. No, no, like, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. So okay. This is a... What happened Just need, need to, to clarify. Yeah, all good. Yeah. Yeah. So the, I
2: so thought it
1: was about activists on the track. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Bad. So
2: there was a protest... Yep. Um, ...that Forth made, which was El Paradisio made against Master of Reality. Uh, so did it have, like, a sign? And was it... Was it was it chanting? Uh, no, unfortunately not. <laughs> no? unfortunately not. Because I mean,
0: that, that would to me that, that's the probably only reason that, that I, would, would make I would watch some the Melbourne big Cup. Big
2: controversy. Um, now, so what happened was uh, he did box him in. So Master of Reality did kind of close close the gap to try and make it a better chance of his horse winning the race. Um, but obviously, El Paradisio was on the inside. He was very careless about it, and the way that ho- that horse was going would have won the Melbourne Cup without a doubt. One hundred and ten percent that the horse would have won because it came from last. It came from last, and the four because the straights four hundred meters, and it was belting up, belting up, belting up, and he got boxed in. So the owners put a protest in, and they won it. And uh, Master of Reality got in um,
0: fourth. So well, my my question is, yes? why don't like in two thousand and ten? Why don't we just run it again next week? <laughs> call, it a, call it a draw, call it a draw, and run it again next but, week. But it wasn't a draw though,
2: because the it the, wasn't on the line exactly. Like the clear, wi- there was a clear winner, but it was a protest between placings because the amount of prize money from fourth to second is about two million dollars.
0: So it's a lot. I, have, I have a suggestion for how to settle this. Yes, in a way that is much more entertaining, and I would watch. So cool. I, I didn't watch. I didn't watch the Melbourne Cup. Yep. I'll be. I'll, I'll say that at the top. Um, but I would watch it. I would tune in for a tiebreaker if they turned it into jousting. So if you, if you if you have a
2: if, if you have a tie
0: if you have a tie between like a second and third and you can't split it you clear all the horses off the tracks you you, know, you pull out a marquee you rip one of the you rip out one of the fences from the marquee you give it to the jockeys oh my God. and the jockeys have a chance of getting hurt instead of the horses um, and then you joust you joust to see who takes over the prize money. That would that to me. I mean, it's a very, it's a very unorthodox. It's well, very I mean, look, it's, it's the Melbourne Cup had its lowest its lowest attendance since nineteen ninety three. Was what 81,000? You know, yeah, right. And I reckon, you know, I reckon you get ten thousand more through the gates if you just promise a little bit of jousting. Get, That's, I mean, be, get a bit of medieval, A <laughs> um, bit of medieval, yeah. Bit more,
1: yeah, you know, get
0: bit a of medieval. Me. Action. Things
1: would get a little bit violent if we did that.
0: I mean, we don't want to sell that. We don't want test. to sully the good name of horse racing yep. with a bit of violence. We don't, so we
1: we don't we want promote to do that here at the sports desk.
2: <laughs> things, um, things got a little bit heated on the um, on the lawn with a bit of um, a bit of. Uh, Action with the fans Now I had a very good view From I mean
1: Is this before stands. or after You grilled me for not watching it
2: No this was about race 9 Oh okay It was great fun to watch From the grandstands People were out There was a massive circle With people doing the worm And doing dance moves And all
0: that And then they ended up Getting arrested So wow. the, my, my
2: day just got more Deser- entertaining
0: Deservedly so Anyone who does the worm Past 2011 Deserves to be arrested Yeah and they were doing Like the robot <laughs> Lock, lock every- them up <laughs> They were dabbing their were Especially work.
1: not the next decade I don't think if, yeah, they're dabbing,
0: if they're dabbing, if they're dabbing, you should get ASIO onto them. Whoa, <laughs> serious, oh, man, That's what I would say.
2: Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm going to run through the top ten here. Um, so, Val and got first. Prince of Iran got second. Al Paradiso, third. Master of Reality, of course, getting that protest um, not going his way in fourth. Surprise Baby in fifth. Murder Glass, sixth. The Favourite, Finch, in seventh. Cross Counter, eighth. Still Prince, ninth. And Magic, one-tenth. And then Rostropovich came last. Um... Not I, heard, of- I heard
0: there was a i heard there was a pull out though like a of a big name performer. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yes. Yeah, <laughs> pulled out just before the race. Yes. How long before? Why? Why did that horse pull out? I heard. I heard she got the high, pretty high quality. That's
1: savage. That oh, is, is no,
0: no, no. so savage. savage. Sorry. So no, I got I got my notes mixed up. Sorry. I'll just I'll cross that out. <laughs> wow. Well, that is that was, yeah. All right. That that is very savage. She pulled
1: out so she could perform at the Rugby World Cup. Really? I think there was talk that she was performing there.
2: Because like, everyone, I was like, all right, sweet. I can get a get a free
0: performance from Taylor Swift. I'll that's take what, that. That's
1: why everyone bought tickets. And then and then she my, my point is.
0: So Taylor Swift sounds her that 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 name yeah. that is a horse name. Taylor Swift Taylor reckon, Swift.
1: Yeah. You reckon Taylor oh, Swift Taylor Swift race
0: 3 down at lands I don't know. Down <laughs>
2: Taylor Swift. Yeah, I was really disappointed because I'm just like John Paul Young from Loves in the Air and I'm like yeah, I'm not buying this mate. Like I don't really need this in my life at the moment what because there's not it's nothing to do with horse racing. Um love in the air no that's for you know the dinner dance at the um, you know Hawthorne bowls Club or something like that on a Saturday night certainly not for the horse races um, but I thought I think that's some album cup wrapped up because there, there wasn't many there wasn't any other group ones um, yesterday but obviously there is Oaks Day tomorrow um, that always brings out a nice crowd Thursday take a day off work not bad, good size. But, um, well,
1: you're not taking the day off because you're Yeah, you've got to
0: have a, a three-day working week. Three-day working week. We don't want to work too hard. You're not working. Um. Yeah, so Oak's Day tomorrow.
1: And good luck to all the races. All, 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 all the <laughs> as you can tell, horse racing is just not it's, my it's, thing. It's not your
0: forte. It's, no, it's not my thing either. But I'll throw a, a few quick things at you. Yes. Uh, because, like I said before, I'm personally not a huge fan of horse racing for all the reasons that you could probably imagine. Right. Um, but I know that I know that you love it, and I know that you grew up around Flemington. You were saying that before, and it's probably been a fair, fairly big part of your life. Yes. And obviously, there's been a lot of controversies about you know the ABC's documentary that yeah, came yeah. out, the expose, but. I found an article, I think it was on The Guardian, five ways to make horse racing more humane. Right? Yep. And I'm going to throw these at you and you can give me your. Go for it. Give me your quick, can be done, yep. won't ever happen. Uh, banning whips entirely. That, that actually can be done. Can be done. I, I'd rate that. Tick. Ban jumps racing because it's got an 18.9% higher fatality rate Yeah, I don't horses. rate it. I don't rate it. Don't rate jumps racing or don't rate banning? Don't rate jumps racing. Great. Uh, end two year old racing. So horses that aren't mature enough. Yeah. I mean, I could say.
2: I I see the point where they're racing them because they're younger. They've got, quit. They're quicker. They get better lap times, sort of like that. But I mean, that can easily be, you know, turned around if they want. I mean, I don't have any problem with
0: it. Uh, Improving post racing retirement. I think that, be, that doesn't affect anything about the racing. Yeah, I mean, if,
2: if they've, um, they set up Living Legends in 2014, I think it was, where, like, star star horse races, yeah. uh, horses like um, Apache Cat, we had uh, Winxers going there, Black Caviar's there, all these world-class horses, internationals as well are just there. You can go there. I think it's in Werribee. It's like just gold, out. Gold coin donation, you get to see the horses, pat them, feed them carrots, that sort of stuff. It's fantastic.
0: Not bad. Like, it's so good. Life after racing. Yeah. Uh, and the last one, banning tongue ties.
2: Look, I I was... Um, there was two people sitting next to me yesterday, and they were talking about it. And there was another... And actually, a person two rows in front of me jumped into the conversation. And he apparently... He owned a couple horses, and he was saying that horses choke on their own tongue sometimes. Right. And it was more of, like, a safety thing. Yeah. Because that's... I mean, like, you... I don't... I think... I think or well, maybe two or three horses had their tongues tied on the um Melbourne Cup. Yeah. And so
0: it's not not every horse has their tongues no, tied. No, no, no. Yeah. It's only the it's ones just some.
2: because if they choke on their tongues, that's yep. it kaputs. See you yep. later. Where it's more of a safety thing. I mean, yeah, I, I was in the mounting yard, I reckon race 6, race just before the cup previewing all the horses and barely any of them had their tongues tied. It was yeah. only the ones who were frisky. And you yeah, could see yeah. their nature that was very jumpy, very agitated. So that's basically the only reason they do it is for safety.
0: Yep. Interesting. Well, four out of five, Yep. if they could be implemented. Maybe a little less up to the cup. Not bad. Not bad. Um, Coming up after this song, we're going to get into the historic Matilda's pay deal. Uh, It's the first of its kind in the world um, in terms of pay equality in football. And we're going to be talking all about that and the ramifications it's going to have. But that'll be after the break. You are on... Sports desk. This is Sin 90.7. We'll see you soon. Welcome back to the Sports Desk. Uh, that was Holly
2: Hernison with Eternal, I think. That was, that was, that was a good memory. Um, good memory. It merged into another song, so oh. it's like, I just tried to remember it. Uh, are back enough. on the Sports Desk on Sin before break. We'll talking a bit of horse racing, a bit of Melbourne Cup. Uh, and now we're going to talk a bit of. Oh, NBA a bit of Champions like What are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about the Matildas.
0: Yes, and their pay rise. Yes. So Let's I mean, it makes
1: me so incredibly happy. It it's is about
0: time. It is a. It's honestly, it's a. It's a world first. So it's uh, the details haven't officially been announced yet. Um, the FFA has. Uh, suggested that a new agree- agreement is imminent and it could be announced as early as this morning. Uh, so we'll probably be waiting on that. But they have agreed to uh, a new agreement in principle um, with the Socceroos and the Matildas. So it's super exciting. I don't know how much you guys know about it. Yes. Um, yeah, you know a bit about it? Know a bit about it. I write this. It's going to be really good. So to give, you, to give the audience a picture of what it has looked like in recent years, um, the Socceroos, so the male players have been paid their salary but are also paid on match day appearances and um, and any extra money they get. So they're working off like a much higher uh, match day rate, so getting play, uh, appearance fees. Mm-hmm. But the Matildas are just paid from their annual contracts. So they get a much lower annual contract. Uh, and then from that, they might get a little bit extra on top in terms of appearance fees, but it's not a lot. But now uh, they have agreed in principle to a new deal, and the details that have emerged are looking very promising
1: there, for. There's claims that the Matildas and the Soccerers will split 40% of the commercial revenue um, that is generated from the two. Um, and they've also increased their wage gap from 30% to 40%, um, and there was talk that last year the Matildas earned about 130000 130, Mm hmm. Um, if they were lucky enough to get picked, so obviously that's all going to be increased. Um, and during the, the W League season, you know, some if you the best player, you were getting you know 16, 17k. So it's good to see that they're all finally getting a bit more for the jobs they're doing. And yeah, well, this is, on, this is
0: this is this is on the national level. So yeah. this is only going to apply to, to players that are picked for the Matildas. Um, so someone like uh, we were chatting about earlier, Sam Kerr, for example, who is obviously one of the greatest sports people ever to come out of Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, she is going to be heading overseas. So, the pay is such in the W League that she is going to be heading overseas to Europe, um, destination unknown. Um, well, looks she's like she's done well
1: in the American League. Looks so like it's a only Premier fair. League club over to, to Europe.
2: I mean, look, I, I mean, I, we we're reading about this before the show so, and they had they had Arsenal and Chelsea mm. as front runners. Now, Arsenal's got uh, Australian coach can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's won two out of the three uh, Premier League titles in the last three years. So, very good coach, um, very good team, unbiasedly, very good team, very good women in that team. Also, Chelsea's um, a frontrunner as well, and Leon from France, because... Um W League star who's won three titles with Melbourne City, um, Jess Fishlock, is there. And they won the Champions League title last season. So there's certainly some good women's European teams to get out there. It's just which ones are going to give her some more money because they'll certainly win a championship with her.
0: Well, she can definitely earn a lot more money over there than yep. she has been earning here. here. I mean, you're looking at, like, 500000 like, potentially. Mm-hmm. To, she's such a good player. That she, would def- she could definitely earn that kind of money. Mm-hmm. She's not getting anywhere near that here in Australia. Um, I mean... If you're an AFL player, you know, you have to be a pretty good think AFL player. I she was getting half,
1: to half of that when she played in America for Chicago. Well, yep. I can't remember exactly, but, yeah, she definitely is worth the money. She's 100%
0: worth the
2: money. I think it was a good spectacle, though, having Sam Kerr in the W League for quite a few seasons. I mean, I went to a, um, a curtain raiser for the A-League when they played Perth in Melbourne. And it was great to see her. Like, we just... Oh, my eyes were just focused on and see how she plays. Yeah. And she's, like, in her own world. Yeah, like no, no one can compare to her.
1: The plan was for her to sign on to help increase memberships and fans yeah. and everything. It worked. It worked. It but worked. What's going to happen when she leaves? Though. So, that's more gonna players are going
2: to come in. I mean, well, we hope. Lots of lots of teams have signed really good Matilda players. Um, Melbourne City signed Ellie Carpenter, the 19-year-old <laughs> left back. Um, Sydney FC also signed uh, one of the backup strikers for Australia as well. Her name slips me, but I know she does because it got announced in the last couple of days. Um, so a lot of key athletes are just moving here either to finish off their careers or start their careers. I mean, Jess Fishlock was a massive loss for City last season as they didn't finish in the um, finals Top due ball. to mm-hmm. goal difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, she was one of the best players I've ever seen. Her, She chipped the ball halfway to get a goal in the um, 2018 Cup final. And it was nuts. I mean... Who, who hits a ball halfway but chips the keeper? Because she saw the keeper's off her line, I'm going to chip her from halfway. It wasn't even a shot. Yeah. It was a chip and it didn't even bounce into the goal. It landed in the back of the net. That's how good it was. And then Leon just signed her up
0: literally within the second she finished that game.
1: Why do you think it's taken so long to ha- for this to happen though?
0: It's the same reason as I think it's something that the the Socceroos um, have done with their um, agreement when they've agreed to take a little bit less money because the way that this is working, um, all the funds from national teams are going to be pulled together in a blind fund, yep. so they're all going to go into the same pool. So that's all going to go in there, and then it'll be, and then it will be separated um, equally between the two teams. And yep. I think that there's this there's always has been this prevailing idea where it's like your team earns this amount of money which is much higher than this other team so you will be paid more than this other kind of than than this other team seeing them as separate entities yeah. and separate separate organizations and it's the, it's i suppose once our focus starts to shift from like the the peak of the game to the overall longevity of of, of the game like sport in australia is is a crowded marketplace like you try, soccer is trying to get a foothold in rugby states and AFL states. And I think and, and, and AFL is trying to compete with, you know, rugby and basketball and soccer and all these other things, and this is the same for every code everywhere. They're all starting to realise like, oh no, we can't just focus on the top level, the top tier. We have to build our community base. We have to yep. build our we have to build our base and strengthen it. And so giving um, giving the Matildas something to aim for which is, you know, commercially viable just you know, it's been said a thousand times, but it yep. gives people a reason to play and a reason to be involved. And uh, it go it, like this. Deal goes further than the than just the the money. It's also just like um, workplace standards. Like mm. they're going to be improved. They're going to have better access to physios and coaches mm. and good. and all these kind of structural things that are that that make the game day more exciting and more entertaining and a better brand of better brand of sport. And yeah. I mean, I was I told uh, you all early before the show
2: about um, one of the comments my mate made. On um, a Facebook forum about you know football in Australia, whatever like that, and he was saying that um, f- football is a sport where uh, when you're playing for a club, that's where your money should be made. Where when you're playing for your team, like internationally, like uh, your country, Australia, or wherever it is, it should be a, pri- a privilege, and you shouldn't be earning more money than another, like than the opposite sex. Yeah, because it's just completely unfair. Um, you know, I mean, arguably, the Matilda's getting more success than what um, oh, they are. the men's are. Oh, I, I, I don't think it's arguable. they're I mean, definitely more successful. I and have better players. I rate it so much because it, it shouldn't be a point of okay, we're in the men's team, we're earning more money. Yeah, equal. You are getting the equal opportunity to represent your country. Only eleven players, right? So at twenty-two players, right, eleven from each sex are starting for. a for your country. Yeah. that are representing the country. It shouldn't be one's earning more money than the other because they're both getting the equal opportunity to do it. So they should both, you know, get the equal opportunity to earn the same money. Exactly. Because, you know, all right, fine, go back to your own clubs, earn your money. That's fine. Yeah. That's the way it is. But when you go to your national team, difference.
0: Yeah. I think it's an interesting point you raise there um, because the players in the Matildas are earning... If they, now if they get a game for the Matildas, the what they will earn will be so much higher mm. than what they're getting in their clubs. Unlike, I think I think your mates' um, ideas around that are completely valid, mm. but I think they're stemming from a from a Euro European yep. football centric yeah, yeah, yeah. idea where these players are actually on tens of millions of dollars at their clubs. So to go and demand money from their country, that's kind of pointless because they're already on so much. Whereas Perfect. in Australia, like to go and play for your country. You do need that extra because mm-hmm. what you're getting already, your base fee is so low at your club level.
2: I think the perfect example of this is uh, Jamie McLaren because he switched from Scottish Premiership side. He's a, he's a starting striker for um, Australia, so he took over from Cahill. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he used to play for Hibernian for, in mm-hmm. the Scottish League. Mm-hmm. And it's not really the best format of football. I mean, there's Celtic, there's Rangers. Yeah, okay, it's fantastic you brand of football. <laughs> but it's <laughs> more it just is. like, it's not a lot of money is in that, you Uh, know...
0: There is very little money. He's
2: he's earning quite a big keep for himself. Yeah. But he switched over to the A-League and, of course, like, these players who are getting starts, crucial starts, uh, you know, earning earning their keep and, of course, it's going to get a start with, um, you know, a bit of a raise in salary with the Socceroos. But, I mean, like, then you've got, like, Aaron Moy, Matty Ryan and then Matt Leckie and all these guys who are playing in Europe and, you know, Bulgaria and England or whatever like that. And it's kind of like I'm not earning as much money... Well, they take
0: that they have taken a pay cut. Yeah. for this, and I think you know, um, taking on for the team. I wrote it. Throw them a small amount of apprecii- appreciation. Mm. Where you like, kind of into, into that philosophy. Like you're playing for your country team. It's a privilege. That be, it a, it's be a privilege. A, that's right. You, you know what? You shouldn't take it for granted.
2: That's the, that, that's the word. <laughs> Don't that's take the word. it for granted. Don't take it for granted.
0: <laughs> um, coming up after this song, we're going to be chatting a little bit about the NBA and in particular the Karl-Anthony Townsend Joel Embiid tussle that they had. You're on C N ninety point seven. It's the Sports oh, no. Desk. Welcome back to Sports
2: Desk um, Jazzler's playing up a little bit So our music's a little bit interrupted um, That's okay We're back on the Sports Desk on scene um, Before the break we are talking a bit of a uh uh, Matildas and their equal pay with the men, so that's um, that's good. You can and if you didn't uh, catch us on that segment, you can listen to our podcast on Omni. Shameless plug there. And then if you Which want to James follow us later. on the socials, um, you can go on the Sports Desk on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yep, everything we're on. Get around it. The Sports Desk. Not Sports Desk? The Sports the Desk. The Sports Desk. Now, Tal, you've NBA. got some interesting uh, NBA. NBA talk with. Um, I think. Look, cat and what's his name?
0: Cat about, and dog. Cat, cat and dog. We're about seven. We're at seven games or so into the season. Yep. And look, there's been a few things bouncing around, and I think the fact that two dudes got in a fight has been kind of dominating headlines for the past few days. Kind of shows that there hasn't been a whole lot of stuff going on the first we can start to make wild predictions yep. um, I, I mean I would love to see uh, Golden State not make the playoffs That'd let me awesome. interrupt you for a second if mm. you don't
2: know in basketball when we mean seven games in we mean teams have played seven games it's not seven games in of the league so that each team's played about
0: seven games yes each team yeah, has good. played, each Bit team has played seven games yep. um, of an 82 game season so uh, perfect time to start wildly theorising about how each team is going to go um but look, there was a fight in the NBA.
2: Tell us more. Oh,
0: Tell fight, us more. Fights in the NBA. I want to put some like suspense music on. <laughs> they're, they're not. They're not as. Uh, they're not as common as uh, as fights in the AFL or fights in the hockey. Uh, fights in the hockey
1: because it's supposed to be a non-contact sport.
0: But it most certainly <laughs> is. It good. most certainly is. Um,
1: Emphasis on the quotation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> two two big boys, um, Joel and Beat. People might know him from the Philadelphia 76ers. He is the running mate of Ben Simmons. They are... home yeah, slices. They are looking one of the strongest teams in the NBA right now.
1: they're listening second in their conference at the moment.
0: Yep, they are. They had their first loss uh, just yesterday or the day before. Um, so they're 6-1, I'm pretty sure, at the moment. They're looking really, really good. They did have a pretty commanding win over the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, about four or five days ago. Uh, and uh, the big boy for Minnesota was Carl Anthony Towns' um, cat, as he is is referred to. Um, And look, there was a bit of back and forth uh, between the two of them in the days leading up to it. And basically, uh, in the third quarter, there was a bit of a push and shove under the rim. And ended up with a bit of, you know, a bit of arms getting thrown from Carl Anthony Towns, a bit of headlock. a headlock from Joel Embiid, maybe a slight eye gouge caught on camera, and then uh, Ben Simmons coming in to to settle it down with a with a nifty little um, headlock uh, and and good. reverse choke. Always um, good. Bit of
2: WWE in some um, in the uh, in the basketball. <laughs> Who doesn't love it? I mean, I mean I'd, I'd pay and go and watch that. That's
1: what you want. Just imagine well, a I think hybrid. You wanna see that.
2: Imagine a hybrid of the NBA <laughs> and the
0: WWE. <laughs> Uh, Just imagine the, a steel cage the match against like the, the, the 76ers <laughs> and the Celtics, a steel cage match. I mean, I'd look, I reckon um, with, the, with the type of events we get at Marvel Stadium, I wouldn't put it past the, uh, the booking teams there to, to try and book, book a double bill. And the seating would be completely average as well. NBA, WWE. Um, but afterwards, look, Joel Embiid is pretty well known for his... Um, Smack talk. For his, for his trash talk yeah. uh, and the fact that he likes to get it done over social media. And him and Carlton Towns kind of went back and forth a little bit over social media afterwards. And of course, everyone, uh, would be ranking and rating the two of them based on their physical fighting and then on their social media fighting. <laughs> my qu- my question is, what do we, what do we think about players in, in codes all over using social media to kind of sort a few things out? And to. I mean.
1: Do we um, like it? Do we I think it's a good look? You,
0: do, is it fun? It is it playful? It depends on
1: how they do it. Yeah. Um, there's a player in the NFL, which I'm sure you guys have probably heard of him, AB. Yeah. He's little stance that he's doing, and he's,
0: you know... You're talking about Antonio Brown? Antonio yes. Brown. yes sorry,
1: the wide receiver. Yeah. Wide receiver. He was first drafted, not first drafted, but he moved to on um, the Raiders for four years, and then after first week, he moved to the... Patriots and, and then, then left the Patriots, left the Patriots, after, Patriots. after like five days and now days. he's having a hizzy fit because well, he's like whatever because now he's a free can agent we,
0: well but can we talk a little bit about why he left because he just teams? couldn't bothered he didn't like it no. no there's some, it? It's because there's, there's a, a lot, lot of, of, of abuse allegations. Are you yeah. serious? There's a lot of people didn't like him. No, no, no. no. no really? No, people don't like him. He's a bit of a whatever, scumbag. Whatever. Really? Whatever
1: the whatever the reason being, I feel like the way he's going about it though yeah. is in the wrong manner. If you want to use social media, that's fine, but you've got to remember you are targeting audiences from different gener- from different age groups, different generations. So if the younger generation seeing this, seeing what he's done, if they research everything else, they're yeah. going to be like, okay, this is socially acceptable, but it's really not. You know what I mean? Um, other celebrities use social media to rant about whatever they want, but I feel like they're a bit more like targeting a specific thing. Do you know what I'm trying to say? So yeah. I feel like when it comes to the basketball incident, yes, I was all for it. Like, I kind not mind it, but I felt like there's a time and place and a way of doing things. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying.
2: That's fair enough. I mean, it's... I I feel like it's it's entertaining for us because we get to you know have a ha, have a have a good scroll through Twitter and then have a good um, have a good on reading all these things. There's certainly a lot of in different leagues. Like I mean, the A League, we've seen um, world footballers like Juventus players, Chelsea players have a little argument between each other trash talk each other and then of course the club's admins get involved and you know get involved in it whatever like that and I I think to a certain point it's good you know okay yeah we've we've had our jokes but then when it gets like alright just say it. they're having a chat and it's 8 o'clock at night right and it goes to like midnight alright fair enough that's a fantastic 4 hour thread (laughs) I love it right but when there's like a 10 hour gap they go they go to sleep and they wake up and they start again Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, it's a bit over now. Just just give it a break. Just give it up. Like, it's it's alright. Fair enough. You've had four hours to sort this out and smack talk each other. That's enough. Yeah. Because then it just like... Because then no one just reads it. And it's just putting a bad image on yourself. So you think it's a, it's a bit of a bad look if you just... If you continue. If you keep, you keep going. going. Like, it's good to a certain extent. But then once you keep going, relax. There needs relax. to be a limit, Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> A legal limit. You could only trash talk <laughs> your opponents well, for Well, I mean, four t- hours. T- to be fair, Twitter does put a 240-word-count character limit on. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I think NBA players are
2: very good now and have learnt how to smack talk in under 240 <laughs> characters. <laughs> They've
1: learnt off Donald Trump. That's
2: yeah, good. Right. exactly. Just I, fake I, news.
0: I have a theory yes. that, look, the future of the big man in the NBA has been much debated. Um, it's moved to more of a three-point shooting scoring style. Is this is this the insecurities of two big men bubbling to the surface? Because I, like I would like to see I would like to see I would like to see the data of point guards around six foot and their trash talk oh, on Twitter versus seven foot plus oh. centres, big men, and their trash talk on Twitter. Because I don't know. I feel like these are these are a, a position centres which are dying out. You know, we've moved to a more dynamic style of play yeah. in the NBA. Oh. Maybe they're just trying to stay relevant. This maybe is a, maybe this is maybe this is an un, maybe this is an agreement behind closed doors between all the big men in the NBA. They've got their own little association. Yeah. And they're like, we're gonna keep drawing attention behind to closed ourselves. Doors, like, you know, like behind a, closed doors. The
2: Illuminati and they've got yeah. and they wear
0: hoods and you've got to get a secret password to get in. They're all they're all playing against each other, but they're they, all working together to keep centers alive.
2: You know what you know what it's like? The, all right, this is the weirdest thing that popped into my mind as soon as I heard this. It's like T Rexes with their small arms mm. and how upset they are with it and people are like I feel bad for those dinosaurs level these tiny little arms and they can't do anything with you it, it it's way. like centers
0: they've got big arms but they're so
2: bad at basketball all no, they're good at is cool. just jumping and just that's it like there's no skill about it like I mean the perfect example is um, Ilgauskas from the Miami Heat in the 2013-14 season big bald Croatian bloke right could do nothing but he started for the Heat and he won the championship with them. yeah and he literally did nothing. All he was doing was just taking the ball out of their hands.
0: Well, same as um, like taco fall from the yeah. Boston Celtics. It's he's seventeenth like tallest <sighs> person in the world. But um, look, I th- I think with him it's different because he's a spectacle,
2: and because it's just like he's so massive, <sighs> and it's just like what is this guy going to do?
0: So if you're tall, if you're really tall, yeah. it's okay. But if you're not really tall. Not okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that. It's it's more just like he's a he, he's a spectacle
2: because of how tall he is, right? And it's his first year in the NBA. Obviously, it's going to die off, but yeah, I, I think that tenants are going to take stand. I mean, you know, I would I, I would pay money to see a um a, a boxing match between um Joel Embiid and Beaton, um, cat. Wouldn't you? Would you pay more than going to an NBA game to see that match? No. Because those NBA then prices keep are on, dude,
0: damn inflated. Then keep it on the court. <laughs>
2: you're going
0: to make more money. That those way. those prices of those NBA games are so bad, like two thousand dollars for one set. Yeah, because you're going to see not only are you going to see a basketball game, you're also going to see a WWE match. <laughs> you're getting yeah. a two for one yeah. value. Two for yeah,
2: goes okay, fair enough. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to leave it at that because. I mean, you know,
0: who it's doesn't love a, a um, song
1: break. who doesn't
0: love an NBA and WWE crossover? We're gonna talk. We're gonna talk and his yes. triumph for return to footy quickly and after this. we
1: say goodbye because this show has gone so fast and yes. my
0: We go talk go. too much. All right,
2: stay tuned on the sports desk. We'll be back.
0: You're on scene. You are on scene. This is the sports desk. You with, Tal James Money. This is. It's so relaxed. It's
2: just like you good know vibes, those, good you, vibes. you know those like afternoon radio shows on like community stations. <laughs> oh, it's jazz with we're Jeff. A, we're a morning PM. show on a community station. Yeah, <laughs> see, we should, we, we should be more hype. We should be more hype than just not an afternoon jazz show. Come on, boys! Well, people, come people, on, people are boys, at work. People boys. are. If people boys, are listening, mates, lads, people. Come on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so now we we are, we are now appealing to 50% of our audience. Uh, Moni, do you want to hit the other half?
1: <laughs> yeah, do you want to hit it? Oh no, I'm just going to stay quiet. <laughs> now we're talking Cyril really because <laughs> yes, he's made a comeback this year in footy. A triumphant return. And he's playing for the Wee Hawks.
0: Bombers. Wee Bombers. Wee Hawks. I love the hawk. Uh, it is honestly, it's very disconcerting to see him in a red sash. I just, I love it. I'm looking at it now, and as much as I would love to see Cyril playing footy. I'd rather see him not play footy than playing the red sash. Oh, come no, on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm come on, I'm
1: actually happy that he's back. No, nah, I mean, it is. It's really good. As a supporter, I was devastated when he decided to retire, but I understood why. Um, he's gone home due to family reasons, and fair enough. And now he's playing what he wants to lo- or what he loves to play. He, he's, 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 he here's what I'll
0: say. Here's what I'll say about that. We always hear about the go home factor when people are asking for trades. Cyril trade Rioli at? has a go home factor. Cyril Rioli actually has wanted to go home and has retired to spend time with his family. People that want to relocate from Perth to Melbourne because they're not getting a good game with a bad club, that's not a go-home factor. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's It's so good to see Cyril Rioli back. Um, I was a bit iffy
1: at first when I was watching. I was like, oh my God, I don't know how his knee's going to go or how he's going to go, but he's kept him, his body in good condition, so good on him. He?
0: Well, he's done. A, he's done enti- I, it's weird to say he's done an entire pre-season, but he has because obviously they play a different... Yeah. Season schedule up there, and yeah. um, they play over the summer because it's the dry season, and in the
2: winter it's the wet season. Correct. It? If you want to play footy up in Darwin, and um, get ready to sweat in winter, then you are basically it's playing it's
1: tropical season. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah, that's what I am saying. See, so if, so
2: if you want to play in the wet season in Darwin, you are literally playing on mud.
0: Yeah, that's. I it. mean, I I played football in Vietnam this year, and How's I gotta, I gotta tell you, oh, it is hard. It is really hard to even sprint. Twenty meters, and you're like, "Oh, I'm done. I can't breathe anymore. The humidity is so bad." But you've got to sustain yourself first. But you've got to keep going. twenty-minute quarters. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we would cut the last quarters down by a few minutes because <laughs> some of the old guys weren't handling it too well. Um, but it's a tough. An it's a tough brand of footy just due to the weather conditions. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's so good to see Cyril out there. He kicked the winning goal. Uh, in the Bombers game the other day, um, but I think like it's just such a feel good story um, to see Cyril back in the community um, up there, and he's just been welcomed in a in a sense that is completely um, people are up there just want him in there in any capacity. They, embr-
1: they embrace him. In they the don't area.
0: care if he's running water. They don't care if he's assistant coaching or on the field or in the stands or whatever. Um, they just want him around. And yep. I think it's, for footy up there, it's such a huge participation rate is so enormous up there. And to have role models like Cyril um, would just perfect, be incredible. It's the
1: perfect thing, really, for, for the Northern Territory, for Darwin, for the Tiwi Islands to see a footballer who was, you know, somewhat at the peak of his career. Obviously, this year he's struggled with injuries the last two years, I guess you can say, but he was still incredible form, and the things he can do on the field and off the field is amazing. So to have him up there to play the local football, they'd be they'd be blessed. So good on him.
0: Would you guys? I mean, if you said you're a Hawthorne supporter, I'm a Hawthorne supporter. Um, if they said you'll take Cyril back for uh, he's coming back for a year,
1: I wouldn't take him back. You wouldn't take him back. No, really. I wouldn't take him back. and there's a and and there's a reasoning behind that. Obviously. Playing in the local level was different intensity to AFL level, for starters. He's had two years, bad run of injuries. Yes, Cyril can always make magic, but now I feel like we're on to the next generation at the Hawthorne Football Club, and it's time for the youth to come through and shine through. And I think Cyril yeah. would definitely put his hand up and say, look, I'm not coming, it's time for the next generation. Yes, absolutely, so, yeah. I mean, that's it's, I think it's ever going to happen, it.
0: but I, I'm totally on the same side as yeah. you. And also, in the, in the nicest possible way, you guys aren't winning a flag.
1: Anytime not, not next year and Cyril Maybe Cyril later. is a
0: player that gets you over the line for a flag yeah. you know what I mean like he, yeah, he's yeah. the one that adds that extra you have a you, that Hawthorne team incredible but then you just add Cyril into the mix and it's just like oh yeah it was it's like
1: sublime. the 2014 grand final when, when Cyril um, hadn't played the f- you know, le- weeks leading up to the grand final, and then he played the VFL grand final the week before. I only played half the game, yeah. And it was all that talk—is he going to play? Is he not going to play? I mean, if you talk to any Hawthorn supporter, we knew he was going to play, yeah. And um, we just had to manage his minutes. And he was—he was the the star factor the star power in that game. There's no doubt about that. So and
0: I think it, I, it makes sense. You, I, I do kind of wonder, like Sirrioli at a different club. I don't um, think he
1: probably would have been as good as he was.
0: Uh, yeah, and I think it's because of that—the Hawthorne ethos in those years of. Like that was a team of role players, mm. like the Hawthorne team of that era. Yeah, you had your stars. Yeah, you had but your rough edges. The they, they it, all it was an, it other. was an unselfish team, and it just gave yeah. people like Cyril the room to to work magic. Exactly. Kind of, I, I would compare it almost to to the Richmond of the last couple of years. Yes, they do have their stars in Dusty, but it is such a balanced team, and you can put a Marlin Pickett in the side for his first ever game in the Grand Final, and he can just go to work. Because everyone just understands that this mm. guy does his thing. I do my thing. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Hey, Cyril's back. In Cyril's his own back. Name. That's the best part about it. It's nice.
1: We're all happy about that. We're all happy. Very good.
0: Hey, we're happy to wrap up the show there. I reckon. This has been the Sports Desk on your Wednesday morning. Tune in on uh, Monday and Friday mornings for all your wrap-ups and rev-ups uh, of the sport during the weekend and the week. You can also catch us online, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, 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 the Sports Desk, and Omni as well. You can catch this podcast up today.
2: Have a good week. See you later. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in to the Sports Desk on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 9 till 10, and make sure to check out the podcast wherever you get your podcast from.